to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue answering the question, is America in the Bible? I'm kind of moving from the warning to more of the training department, I guess we would say. So we understand that you folks out there listening are probably called to be teachers working miracles in these last days. So we're going to talk about what happens and how to train and how to talk to people in different situations. Today, let's assume the situation is this. Let's assume that someone comes to you and says, is America in the Bible? Well, as I've already said in the other two broadcasts, there's uh, some very good place you would take to take them to in the Bible. However, today we're going to be talking about Revelation 18. So let me read the first three verses. I've already talked through them, but I need those verses in context to be able to start at chapter or verse four today. So it says, after these days, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Again, I covered this yesterday. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. All right, we're going to start there. Think about it. What nation has all of the purchasing power? What nation does the purchasing power from all of the other nations? What nation has more ships? What nation has more TVs? What nation buys all of the cars? Okay, that would be us. And what nation really comes up with many of the other ideas for like how to make a TV, how to make a car, how to improve it? That would be America, of course. And that's the reason it says for the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of our delicacies. So we learn how to make something in America, and then we ship it overseas where we let people that don't know how to make something make it for us cheaper. Well, of course, China has kind of been a problem in that area because they then require our companies, well, you have to give us all of your technology. Now, we don't want to give you the technology. We just want you to make the widget for us. No, no, no. You don't understand. If you want us to make it, you have to tell us how you make it. You have to give us all of your trade secrets. Well, that's what Trump and the other guys are complaining about, because that's exactly what China is doing. So China has turned the tables on us a little bit. We don't like it, but that's where we are. But we are the nation that have the greatest merchants on earth, and the world has waxed rich through the abundance of our delicacies, because we do all of the purchasing. We are a consumer nation. Think about it. We used to make televisions in America. Not anymore. We used to make cars in America. Now, very seldom compared to many of the other nations. We used to make, for example, toasters. Uh, We just, this past week, we had some guests over, and the can opener died. And so I went to the Internet. I'm sorry to say I went to the Internet looking for a can opener. Why? Because if you go to the stores today, they have very little on the shelves. And if they do have shelves that are filled, you can't find anybody to help you. You can, you ask where the can openers and you have to search all, all over the car, all over the store to find someone that can tell you where the can openers are. So just went to the internet and guess what? All I could find was junk. It's all trash because it's made by the lowest bidder. Americans these days just want the lowest bidder information. They want the cheapest. 
And I'm wondering, what about someone that is willing to make good quality products? You know, it used to be that if we made the drill, it was the best drill. If we made the screwdriver, it was made of the very best steel. But today, it's all made overseas, and it's just trash. I recently had to buy a new light switch for my house. Went down to the local store, you know, the, what do you call it, hardware store, without mentioning any names or anything. And I bought a switch, and it was just trash. I could have probably stepped on it, and it was just crushed into nothing. It seems like you just can't buy good quality anything anymore. Well, that's what it's talking about. The merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. We are the nation that does the purchasing. Verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Well, there again, what nation is it that holds most of the Christians? Canada? No, don't think. Mexico? Not on your life. France? No. Germany? No. Sweden? No. Denmark? No. What nation holds most of the Christians? And that would be America. But since God has decided to punish America, to bring America down, this is a warning. Now, I need to say, I do not think it's telling us to leave America now or immediately. He's given us plenty of signs. We have what Dimitri said, the fall of America start with an internal revolution, started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two other countries will attack and defeat America in one day. We also have the seven headlines from Leslie. Israel refuses help to America. Catastrophe hits America. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. One of America's greatest times of need. Israel has attacked America, sends troops, chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel, and it will start with an internal revolution. So we have a lot of warning. You and I will know when it is time to leave. However, I believe that there's going to come a time when God is, well, the angel spoke to Petri and said that the time would come when he would be speaking to all of his people then, as he did to me, to Dimitri then. Now, Dimitri asked a question. He either heard an audible voice in the ear or the angel came and tapped him on the hand, woke him up in the middle of the night and gave him the answer. So those kind of answers are coming. I do believe that the time will come when the Spirit of God will begin to speak to all of his people across the nation that it is time to leave America. Even if they haven't been listening to Prophecy Club, even if they hadn't even heard of Dimitri Dudman, they will know that it's time to leave America. However, if they haven't heard this warning, they might not heed the warning. But I do believe God's going to tell them. So it says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. That does not mean that we should leave yet. Let me say it again. That does not mean that we should leave America yet. But I do think we will be told. But what it's saying is to come out of her sins. Just because other people around you curse and use profanity and take the name of the Lord thy God in vain and they curse all that, we don't do that. We don't let those kind of words come out of our mouth. Just because the other people around you are drinking does not necessarily mean we do. Just because the other people are sinning and doing all sorts of wickedness does not necessarily mean we do. That's what he's saying. Don't do the things that are sinful that you see you see the people around you doing. Don't we don't do that. That's why we call ourselves a Christian. When we accept Jesus with that, we also agreed to follow his teachings. So somebody says they're a Christian 
Uh, well, they might not be walking too close to him. Maybe that's Jesus into their heart, but they need to do some cleaning up. Okay, so be not partakers of her sins. You receive not of her plagues. So that's good news. If we keep our lives clean, as he has said, he will protect us. Verse 5, for her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. To me, I think that's one of the most telling things that is trying to say that this is talking about America. Let's read that again. That's real important. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Well, what is it that causes God to forget a nation's iniquities or a person's iniquities? And the answer is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes them away so that Jesus doesn't look at them. But in this case, when it says, for her sins have reached unto heaven, means that this is a nation whose sins used to be covered, like their grandparents and their parents before them, and maybe even them as a child. But now they have grown up and they have learned better. And they've decided to become lukewarm. They're not hot Christians anymore. So now they go out and they do all sorts of evil things. So consequently, their sins are now reaching into heaven and they are not being forgotten or washed in the blood of Jesus. And instead they're being remembered. So this is a nation when it says, for thy sins have reached unto heaven and God had remembered her iniquities. It's saying it used to be a Christian nation. It used to be washed in the blood. It used to have its sins covered. But now, nope, not anymore. Nope, her sins have reached into heaven because she has forgotten the law of her God, as Hosea 6 says. So we see this is a nation of people that used to be Christian. Their parents were Christian, or maybe in their younger days they were Christian. Maybe they were raised in a Christian church, but then they fell away. That's what it's saying. What other nation could that be talking about? Canada? Mm, Doubtful. Mexico, absolutely not. Sweden, Denmark, Germany, no, no. France, France, no, none of them, none of them, no. Only America, brothers and sisters. Verse 6. Reward her, and this is scary. I'll tell you right now, this is scary. Reward her, even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled, fill to her double. What's it saying? It's saying that as she has turned against my people, as America falls, in other words, I believe after the Russians attack, after the bombs hit, and I mean, this is when probably we will see the president, hopefully it's not Trump, the, the, in other words, hopefully we have more time, but the president surrenders and basically says, stop the bombing, stop the bombing, stop the bombing. And when we surrender, then that is probably going to be when they start eliminating the Christians in America. Reward her even as she rewarded you. So as, see, this is talking about now the second judgment. So when it says, is fallen, is fallen, the first is fallen, is fallen, is when America is defeated in the early days of World War III. The second is fallen is when she's destroyed the day or the day before Armageddon, which is trumpets were the last trumpets. So when it says, reward her even as she rewarded you, it's saying because this nation turns and kills the Christians. So now we have jumped into the second is fallen. 
reward her even as she rewarded you double and her double according to her works. Well, Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26 both talk about a time when a nation follows the laws of God, then he makes them the head and not the tail, makes them blessed when they come in and bless them when they go out. Whereas when the nation turns from Jesus, then he turns it around. He makes them the tail and not the head. He makes them cursed in the morning and cursed in the evening, cursed when they come in and cursed when they go out. In other words, it, it is there's no middle ground. There's no lukewarm for a Christian. There's no lukewarm for a Christian nation. We must follow the, the laws of God, and then we are blessed and we are made number one. In other words, on a scale of one to ten, if you're a Christian, you're either in a number one or two position or you're in a nine or ten position. There is no middle ground, no lukewarm for a Christian. It's saying, or same thing for a Christian nation. It's saying we've got to be Christian. We've got to be holy. We've got to be clean before him. We've got to be an example of someone who follows the teachings of Jesus. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. So once again, it's saying that this is a nation that has been very, very blessed and that was a good thing because they were following the laws of God, but now they have stopped following the laws of God, and now they have turned against that. So consequently, she has glorified herself and lived deliciously, so now so much torment and sorrow give her. Why? Because she used to be the head, and now God is going to make her the tail. Right now, America is the best place to live, but after the bombs hit, we will be the worst place to hit, live. Now, this next part is one of my favorite parts that is talking about why these verses, Revelation 18, is talking specifically about America. I set a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. I cannot give you a better definition of pre-tribulation rapture than that. People that believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, I cannot tell you, and I cannot stress it strong enough, you gotta stop. You gotta stop believing that. Look, you can read the Bible. You can figure it out. Matter of fact, I've made three DVDs talking about the, the, the rapture and how it's an error. So go to Watch Prophecy Club and watch them or go to prophecyclub.com and order the DVDs. Anyway, I said a queen and I'm no widow and she'll see no sorrow. Means that we don't think that America is going to fall. We think that America is too big to fall. However, God knows differently. Next verse says, Therefore, shall her plagues come in one day, means because America won't listen, won't receive the correction, just like right now. America should be listening to this broadcast. We ought to be one of the number one programs out there, but they don't want to hear it. Okay, so instead, they just turn the channel. They don't support. So consequently, we have trouble getting the word out, but that's okay. God's going to supply. God told Leslie years ago in an audible voice that one day Prophecy Club will be the largest prophecy ministry on the globe. Therefore, shallow plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. So because we won't listen, because we won't take correction, he has to hit us hard all in the same day. And she should be utterly burned with fire, that would be nuclear, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Because he's strong, because he does not put up with people sinning, and because we won't listen, because we won't take the little small baby steps and correct ourselves as a nation, we fall so far it finally reaches the point where he says, destroy it. And America is destroyed. Verse 9, 
and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication. That means the kings that have gone away from Christ because of what we do through our music, our movies, and our printed matter, and our example of how we live, how we run our government. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. So when the bombs hit us, just like Dimitri was told, all the nations would be terrified. And they form a world government. At the end, that's that's the conclusion. Because they say, well, democracy didn't work. It failed us. And so now we have to try something else. Let's try world government. <laughs> Never mind, it's the beast or the Antichrist that heads it up. Verse 10. Standing afar off for fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, that great city, that's the second time we heard the word great, that great city, Babylon. Babylon means confusion or a nation that's turned from God. That mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. When before the modern nuclear age could an entire nation be destroyed in one day? Couldn't happen. It takes longer than that. It takes probably two or three weeks, two or three months, maybe two or three years to destroy an entire nation, but no, not today. Nuclear weapons can land all the same hour, and one nation destroyed in one hour can happen today. And according to the prophecies, that's exactly what happened. However, let's go back to verse 10. Why does it say, standing afar off for the fear of her torment? So get this picture. The other nations are looking at nuclear weapons landing all over America, and yet They don't run in to help. Why? Because it's radiated. Because it's burning, my friend. That's the reason it says standing afar off. They don't run in to help. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment. Her torment is the nuclear bombs going off, saying, Alas, alas, that great city. That's the second time it mentioned great. That confirms it's talking about America, because Donald Trump hung the word great on this nation with his great uh, campaign slogan, Make America great again. That great city, Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Now, this is really powerful to define that this is talking about America. It's like, what can I do to convince these people that it's really me talking and that I'm really talking about their nation when they don't want to hear? And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her. For no man buyeth the merchandise anymore. So when the world sees the nuclear bombs land all across America in one day or in one hour, so great riches would come to naught, they weep and they mourn. Oh, no. I mean, try to think right now, like, what's Mexico going to do when no one's buying all of their stuff? Canada, when they're no longer being able to sell to America. What's China going to do? When all of a sudden her number one purchase, the number one thing that is making the whole world go around, all of a sudden it's gone. It's not just taking out America, brothers and sisters. It is taking out the whole world's financial system. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth the merchandise anymore. Now it lists the merchandise that America buys. So as I read through this list, and I'm going to just like make it a list. As I read through this list, ask yourself, first of all, how much of this do you have in your house that you have actually purchased now or at one time in your life? And ask yourself, are these things that Americans typically buy? 
the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all fine wood, all manner vessels of ivory, all manner vessels of most precious wood, brass, iron, marble, cinnamon, odors, ointments, frankincense, wine, oil, fine flour, wheat, beasts, sheep, horses, chariots, slaves, and souls of men. I don't know how you can get any more direct than that. I mean, that is a pretty much a shopping list for America. Those are the things we buy. Verse 14. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. That means that the things that America loves, our restaurants, our wonderful food, our movies, our music, our libraries, all of the things that we love in America, they're all gone in one day, in one hour. So great riches has come to naught. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. Means that pretty much no more steaks, no more bacon, <laughs> no more all of the things that the Americans so much love. By the way, I don't do bacon. I don't do pork in case you're wondering. Oh, he just admitted he's doing it. No, I don't. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off. Why? Again, because the nuclear bomb's gone off. For fear of her torment, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city. That's the third time we've heard the word great. That great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. Well, that is the verse that I think is the most powerful verse in the whole chapter saying this is talking about America. If you understand what those words mean. So let's understand. In the Bible, fine linen is commanded that the priests should wear the fine linen. They're commanded that they shall not wear any woolen thing or any from any animal that ever has sweat because that's considered defiled. So when it says fine linen, it's saying this is a nation of priests. Well, I'm not a priest. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you've accepted Jesus, you are because Jesus has made us kings and priests. So when it says fine linen, it's saying this is a nation of of Christians, my brothers and sisters, this is America. Fine linen and purple and scarlet. Okay, well, if you go back into the Old Testament and you look where purple and scarlet is used, that has to do with the temple. That has to do with royalty. You see, American Christians are the royalty. They are the kings and the priests of the royalty. In other words, a person that has been a Christian in America has a high probability of receiving Jesus and following him and winning other people to the Lord and in the kingdom of heaven, they will be royalty. They will be wearing fine linen, purple and scarlet, decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. That's a description of a blessed Christian. This is a Christian nation that once followed Jesus that has turned from him. Verse 17, for in one hour, again, when in human history could an entire nation, now I understand an entire city can be destroyed in one hour, just set it on fire, no problem. I understand that. But an entire nation, 
How do you destroy a nation that has roughly 350 million people, cities strung all over, great structures of steel and glass and concrete? How do you destroy that in one hour? Well, actually, it wouldn't take just a few nuclear bombs to destroy the whole society. But they say that Russia has, or at least claims to have, over 8,000 nuclear bombs. That's what they claim. Well, probably they have twice that many. Try to imagine if just a 1,000, just the top 100 cities had 10 nuclear bombs dropped on and about and around them. A 1,000 nuclear bombs, and they can probably deliver that in 10 or 15 minutes. So all of a sudden, yeah, America would be destroyed. For in one hour, and here's the fourth time it uses the word great, so great riches is come to naught. Every shipmaster... And all the company and ships and sailors, as many as trade by sea, stood afar off. What nation has all of the rest of the world putting their goods on great ships and delivering those ships and those goods to America? What nation? We're the only nation. I mean, Canada, Trump says, I want a better deal. And now Canada balks and they squawk and they complain, but they sign the deal. Mexico, they don't like it. They don't, they, they want to take advantage of America. But when Trump says no, this way it's going to be. They don't have a choice. Just like he says, we have all the cards. We are the big piggy bank that all the rest of the world has been stealing from. And I'm going to put a stop to it. Well, he did put a stop to it because we are the big piggy bank. We are the nation that is making all the rest of the nations wealthy. We are. Back in 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I got about 30 revelations and two visions. God showed me the word first fruits is actually a secret door linking the Feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation, allowing the end time events to be placed in chronological order as never before. One prophetic word said it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time into obsolete books. That's this book. In this book, for the first time, you will understand that on first fruits, Jesus, the Lamb, returns to Mount Zion with 144,000 one-year-old Jews. On Pentecost, the wheat who are ready go to the marriage supper of the Lamb with the barley. The Father promotes Jesus at the marriage supper from Lamb to Lion, from Prince to King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus receives many crowns, a vesture dipped in his own sacrificed blood, and a white horse. The barley and wheat receive a wedding garment and a white horse to return on trumpets about four months later. This is the day of the Lord. Jesus the judge uses the morning star lightning sword to burn the tares. This is the judgment seat of Christ. All in Jesus report here and receive their just rewards. On atonement, Jesus is the judge at the great white throne. For those not in Jesus, the dead are judged based upon their works written in the books. Whosoever is not found written in the book is cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. On tabernacles, the new Jerusalem comes down from God out of heaven, all explained in the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. One for twenty, don't do that. Five for thirty, ten for fifty-five, or a case of sixty for two hundred and fifty dollars at prophecyclub.com. One for twenty, five for thirty, ten for fifty-five. ProphecyClub.com gives you extras to give away to your friends. October 4, 5, and 6, it's the Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, 1051 Riverside Drive in Evansville, Indiana. 
Friday evening, 6.30, I'll speak on my seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials chart. Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I'll speak on my feast and revelation prophecies chart. Saturday evening, 5 p.m., Leslie will speak on the Kundalini spirit. Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll take half the time with Miss the Mark, my new book, and Leslie will take the rest of it. As you know, I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. I want you to come so I can lay hands on you and anoint you for you to receive two anointings. The spirit of revelation as I received it when I memorized the book of Revelation. Two, to work in sevenfold miracles when the judgment arrives. The room only holds 350 people and the church is probably going to take from 100 to 150 of them. So it will fill quickly. I suggest you do the $25 registration quickly at endtimesconference.com. $25 registration at endtimesconference.com, October 4, 5, and 6, Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. See you there! You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people that agree, 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract, you can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com. Prophecy Club.